A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. No, it's not. It's not taking a long time at all, Elton John. It's happening right now. J Rod Concerts the Podcast. I'm sitting here ready to play for you some great interviews, some great guests. Let me prove it. Because today, ladies and gentlemen, we have an incredible singer, songwriter, ex-journalist, and writer. His name is Doug Levitt. And he released recently one of the most important records that I think you will hear in a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Doug Levitt has traveled over 12 years and logged over 120,000 Greyhound bus miles. Basically writing songs, stories, and gathering images of fellow travelers on the bus that are struggling to get by. So he's performed pieces of his Greyhound diaries on this record. He used to be a foreign affairs correspondent for the likes of CNN, MSNBC, but music is what he was called to do. So um, so this album uh, that he released, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is what, what good music is made of, what solid, timeless music is made of. In fact, he, um, he was influenced by Woody Guthrie and Americana UK called his album, by the way, it's called Edge of Everywhere, one of the most important albums of the 21st century. Uh, it's just about empathy. It's just about connection with human beings. It's a beautiful album. Um, we're honored to present it to you guys and present to you this interview because, you know, this is an important piece of work and you guys should check it out. Basically, he moved to Nashville after years you know, being, you know, filing dispatches from places like Iran, Rwanda, Bosnia. But he moved to Nashville, followed his dreams of music. And not long after moving to Nashville, Doug got on his first Greyhound tour and he's been kind of doing it since. So check the album out. Um, Check his tour dates out. He's playing internationally this year, uh, also across the USA. His website is DougLevitt with two T's dot com. But yeah, welcome to the show, and I hope you enjoyed the interview with Doug Levitt. Yeah, how's it going? I mean, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Doug. Nice to meet you. You know, Doug, I have to tell you, I feel like I have spent the entire week with you because I've listened to Edge of Everywhere on repeat. Fantastic, by the way. You know, Thank called you. comfort, and I paint, so I put on body gray exclusively when I paint. I listen to the BBC stuff. Uh, for the past five days, so uh, basically, I'm full of Doug Levitt. I am. Doug wow, you well, I mean, you don't get the bad side. You don't get the. This is all the best. All the best side. I appreciate that very yeah, much. Absolutely, Doug. But let me, let me see if I can just turn you up a little bit on my. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To your side. All right. Sorry about that. No worries. No worries, Doug. So look at that beautiful. So thumb. you paint? I do. I do a little bit. Uh, not not well. Not well. But uh, but yeah. I thought, well, that's great. Painting's great. Absolutely, Doug. And, and that beautiful compound that you are in, is that in Nashville? Where are you right now? This is in, uh, I'm in uh, uh, California, Los Angeles. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So, so, Doug, I have to start with this, you know, like, what is the dream? What is the goal? And the reason why I ask is because, like, what you're creating, 
I mean, your career and the stories that you're telling and with this album are, and I don't use this word often, uh, Doug, transcendent. I feel like the goal here, you know, is more than having a hit record or mm. topping the charts. I feel like it's really, like on a human level, just create something very, very, very deep, right? Well, I mean, it's a really uh, great question and and really appreciated as well. And it's funny, you know, there um, there's a, a, a strain of um, reflection or rendering in different forms that exists throughout, you know, history in different places and certainly um, in uh, in the U.S., and so I've drew my inspiration from uh, folks like Woody Guthrie. But even in, you know, photography, you can see things by Walker Evans or Robert Frank or, you know, Emerson, if you're going further back than that, or way back, you know, to uh, the bards who traveled between fires and the desert. Um, if, you're, if you're going way, way back. Um, but... But I think my, my goal, in a sense, has been to um, reflect more of America, but beyond that, I guess the human condition, but America um, really from the margins in. Um, and, and that's only to say margins, marginalized in terms of the attention that's given yeah. uh, different populations. But that population exists throughout the entire country. And then uh, is a through line uh, in all of our uh, life, public life. Sure. Um, so that's that's really part of the goal. Yeah, yeah. Very well said, Doug. And you know, you mentioned Woody Guthrie. You know, um, big influence on you. I mean, heck, Bob Dylan, Springsteen, Johnny Cash. They've, you know, they they said they wouldn't be who they are if it wasn't for Woody. Um, when people say Doug, and I'm curious because you're so well traveled, you have such a great career. You know, journalism, the whole thing. When people say that society that, that that you know that we're living in the worst of times on on a socioeconomic level and that it's never been as bad, but then you go back and you listen to Woody and all the stuff that he sang about and he protested. That uh, do you think? And I, and I mean this wholeheartedly. I'm sorry if it's an obvious answer. I don't know. Do you think that today it's as bad as it's ever been, or has it always kind of like just been the problems of the of the time? That's another that's another great question, and I think that. Um, I guess it's all relative. If you're the person that's struggling most, you're struggling most. And and on the bus, you know, people measure security not in, you know, months and years necessarily, but in days and weeks. And that's true for a lot of people. You're right. Throughout history, throughout other countries, all, all the time. And, um, and so, uh, in fact, I've been traveling all this time and... And on on the one hand, you know, it's gone through successive presidents, different parties, different uh, parties in congressional power, different every, you know, all of that stuff. And yet the life of people who are struggling most, that uh, remains. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's maybe a function of, of living in a, you know, capitalist democracy or you know, and, and all the things that grow out of that. Uh, but I will say one thing, though, which is right now, especially now when there's so much talk about how um, divisive things are and how um, 
you know, much anger and, and, and all of that. Look, all of that is true. I mean, the, the fissures and the cracks in our society are deep and they're substantial and they're real. Um, and in a political season and given everything at stake in the country and, and the, and, and the people in play, right. uh, it of course is true. And at the same time, you find, I find that when we're in our common places, now maybe those are fewer and fewer, but when we are, and we're not, and we're not behind cold screens and we're not behind closed doors and we're not just sort of separated. When we're actually together, hmm. America as a pluralistic nation um, kind of rings true. That you see I... people finding commonality or let, let's seeking points of connection and not disconnection. Right. Um, so that that exists uh, as well, and I think it's an important thing to remember because. The other side of this is only going to ramp up more and more and more, and and rightfully so on on, on one level. Absolutely, you know these things are really important. Uh, yeah, and seeing our common humanity is also also important. Wow. Very very yeah. So many great things to unpack there. Thank you so much, Doug. That was that's great. But yeah, yeah like, I mean, I mean, for example, like nobody says I, the, the idea being that like in a way some of our look there. There are institutional forms of racism and segregation that exist, and those are those are are um, are real. But in some ways, our differences are context based. Like you know, we go to sports. Nobody's saying, "Are you a um, a Republican uh, Rams fan? Are you a Republican?" You know, you know, right. where we we connect around a thing in that mm -hmm. space. And so nobody's really looking at the differences. So that's just to say, like, there are examples of our kind of commonality and there it's important to recognize our civic, you know, yeah. society. I agree. I love, lo love to hear that. So you have a unique perspective. And, uh, you know, for my audience that may not know, before you were a KCAS, you know, singer-songwriter, you had a great, great career in journalism. I mean, people can look you up. You were a correspondent in places like, you know, Iran, Rwanda, Bosnia for ABC News, CNN. I mean, mega accomplished an excellent journalism that you don't see nowadays. What was that breakthrough, Doug? I, and, and I'm sorry if you get asked this a lot, but like that moment of clarity where you were like, you know what? I, I love what I do, but my calling is just music, you know? Well, um, it was probably less of a breakthrough than a breakdown. Which is <laughs> that I, I found myself, you know, I was like seeking, you know, these kind of brand name, you know, these things that I was doing and I was, Gates in the in the work and you know and and do and and ultimately I knew underneath I was I uh, was an artist and that I wanted to be an artist and I was doing well enough that I thought oh if I don't do this now it's not going to happen but the reality is uh, not to get too um, uh, you know therapist chairish but uh, I had kind of put on uh, layaway. In a, in a sense, I had lost my father to suicide when I was 16. Right. And I kind of just was like, oh, no, I got this. I, you know, no, yeah. And I do think there was something about, you know, reaching a point in my uh, later 20s or, you know, into that, into that realm and where I thought, oh, if I, that 
I came to um, see some depression that I hadn't seen in myself before. And it's, it, it, it just scared the shit out of me. And, and I sort of tied it to this lack of, you know, my father's demise in a way was a lack of expression. So it was all right. sort of like tied in. So I think that that actually played a role too, where it was like a fear of not doing it was greater than the fear of, of doing it. Um, and, uh, I mean, of course my family was like, whatever people were like, what happened to Doug? You know, I mean, cause I just shifted my life. I moved to Nashville and, and, and just started on a, a whole new, you know, adventure. Yeah. That is so interesting, Doug. And, 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 you know, and not, not, not to go into, into your father's chapter thing, but what was, do you, do you think a part of like post that post your father's death, you know, that like, I mean, you know, your, your early twenties, your mid twenties are not the normal kind of like go to college and, you know, go to a frat house kind of twenties. You were like covering like civil conflicts across the world. Do you think that that was like maybe just part of like kind of like putting your feelings aside that later ref resurface or something? Oh, I think you're right. I mean, in a way, I thought I put myself in diff very difficult situations. So it would draw my, all of my faculties to just deal with where I was and to try to navigate that and and I, so that really drew a lot of my attention i think if, if i understand the question yeah 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 it, you know i'm not a psychologist it's just like it, it it just trickled my you know my, my my curiosity there no that's exactly right um and in some ways maybe the greyhound journeys have been like that too but what i have found is that there is this a natural tendency to share your story when you're seated next to someone and maybe yeah. it's the you know rumble of the wheels that are kind of hypnotic or maybe it's the you know you probably are never going to see this person again or right. even the cultural differences between sure. you or there there's a kind of and it gives us an opportunity to a way to recap our lives or like all right we're you know framing our experience for a new person um and then you know and you're also dealing with um uh, by bus, you know, extended travels, hundred percent over, yeah, over days. I mean, it's such. I mean, the record and, and, and this whole project, this collection that you're doing, Doug, is so powerful. And, and um, you mentioned, you, you know, the songs like like the Mom on Forty West, for example, right? Who made so many sacrifices mm -hmm. in her life, in her goals, for the love of her children. Yeah. But I, but uh, you know, I was wondering, Doug, if you start seeing patterns because you have seen so many people, so many routes. Do you start seeing patterns with like people's stories that it doesn't matter the race or the name or, or how they look like, but you start identifying like how like one setback could become this comeback or kind of like just recognize patterns? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I will stop saying good question, but that's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> good Coming from you. Uh, you, you do. And then, you know, and when you do, you know, this is a, this is saying something about, you know, the human experience and, right. and so we're all the same, right? Right. That we're all kind of, if you kind of take all the, if we were all on a, an orb and you took, you know, all angle down, we end up somewhere in the center with similar, you know, deep um, uh, human experiences built around oftentimes um, coming to terms with something and, that can be uh, 
and and a lot of times I think that tends to have a tinge of self blame, of you know I wasn't there for my my sister who became a crack addict. I wa wasn't there for my mom when she needed a hand and needed some extra money, or I wasn't there, you know, for my brother in arms in Afghanistan when, you know, I tried to uh, help his, you know, gunshot wound, but I, me, her, yeah, there, it kind of, the, the examples go on and on. And those are the things that in our private thoughts are the things that, that haunt us. And, Lord. um, and I think that there is something about when you hear somebody else blaming themselves for something, mm -hmm. the natural tendency is to say, well, that's not on you. Well, like that, you can't, you know, that's not on you. And if you keep saying that over and over again to enough people, because that does happen, then you start to think, wait, maybe this isn't on me either. Like maybe uh, the same thing kind of has to be true. You find a, a more compassionate um a more compassionate uh, voice. And then I think the other thing is how coming of age and not just coming of age once, but coming of age a few times in life. Um, you know, it, it said we come of age once, but we probably do it a, a, a couple of times or a few times, you know, uh, in, in life and or at different um, junctures sure. and, and so all of these things have, you know, they resonate with me. And I, and I think, uh, in a way, uh, my, you know, I can, I kind of look at my, the loss of my father at this point. I mean, not that I have a choice. You kind of have to sort of turn the frown upside down with these sorts of things, you know, but I realize that it's made me more permeable to the other people's stories. Like it's made me more, um, you know, maybe able to access some of the, the more painful yeah, places. And, you know, while I'm, you know, songwriting and that kind of thing. Right. But, but I do want to give you credit there, Doug, uh, just because, you know, people all the time, they suffer, you know, unimaginable tragedies and very difficult things. And when you read about, the people that have changed the world and achievers, you name them who they are. There's actually a really good book about this called uh, David and Goliath. Um, huh. but, but yeah, but by Malcolm Gladwell. But it's the people that have been able to turn their obstacles into light. And that requires a special, a, a special kind of resilience and grit. So I do want to give you credit for that, Doug, because not everybody does it. So kudos to you for that. So, well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, absolutely. Thank you very much. And, and, you know, thank you for your time. I know you got a lot. No, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm, I appreciate it. Thank you, Doug. I want to ask you about guitars for best, but right before, I, I'm, I'm just curious, were you ever scared in a bus? You know, because all this, you know, was there ever like a song or like a memory that it's probably not going to make an album, maybe won't make a documentary, but that a day that maybe you said like, oh God, this is a little bit like much or whatever, the weather, it broke down. I don't know, something. Yeah. I mean, I've had some, I've had a few, uh, moments like that uh where um you know a guy who sat down next to me and i was like i had seen on his left arm he looked really imposing a big dude and it was like the middle of the night and, and i saw some tats on his left arm and they were uh, you know like maybe something nordic and i was like oh nice tats you know just trying to make comes you know uh, yeah 
say hi. And and then like the lights started to come on. And I saw we he had a whole other tat that was let that was a Hitler tattoo from you know uh, his elbow to his rib. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, and and I kind of wanted to be like, hey, you know, I mean, I like that. nice tattoos on the left arm. On the left arm, nice tattoo. <laughs> That's the bus on the right. Yeah, you know, and but and there were no other seats on the bus, and you know, we ended up, you know, talking, and you kind of gather how he ended up, you know, in prison, and then with the skins, and then end up as a neo-Nazi. I mean, you can kind of see, all right, that maybe how that was his path, and then um, I there was a guy who I kind of. Uh, track down who I met on the bus and when we met back up he was just complete it was just all the whole situation was oh um and I just found myself in a in a spot where I realized this is this is yeah your radar was just yeah I got you yeah exactly (laughs) I like living mostly (laughs) you know as these things go you're gonna choose Oh my God, Doug! Well, thank you so much yeah. for your time, Doug. You've been awesome. Let me leave you with this. I mean, yeah, the proceeds from this, um, fr- from your tour that you're gonna do in Europe uh, in June and July, but also part of the album proceeds are gonna go to this great partnership that you did with Guitars for Bets. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Thanks, honey. Yeah, they, they it's a fantastic organization um, that does essentially what it says. I mean, it's it, what it, they provide uh, guitars and lessons for veterans dealing with PTSD and they're trying to combat uh, veteran suicide, which is, uh, you know, I think at this point has killed more people, more soldiers or ex-soldiers than a number of our wars than any other war. I mean, you know, and I could be getting that wrong. And so I don't, and certainly not like World War One and and World War II had a lot of deaths. So I don't want to, I don't know the exact numbers, but I will say that veteran suicide is um, uh, a horrible and difficult uh, problem. And a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, feelings of self-destructiveness and inability to create. And so this does, you know, creates a vehicle for for veterans to express. But then it also, because it's one-on-one lessons, with somebody it's it's a contact point and so it's a contact point through music uh and uh and it's a great they're you know based out of wisconsin and just a a tremendous organization right so uh org. if anybody's interested in absolutely uh, learning more or donating or anything well doug you know you've said it all for today thank you so much for your time i hope well, you thanks so much honey let's yeah yeah let's swing by nashville yeah. swing by nashville yeah absolutely yeah, thank you. Thank you, Doug. Enjoy the you. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Bye. You have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.